Hello, boys. So, my oh, my husband let our male dogs were not neutered lick his junk. Is that gay? Activate my curly hair stick. Initiate Jukla. Commence annoying commentary. Begin gay upload. System check complete. All systems operational in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. This is sick and wrong. The podcast. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, E. Simon. And I'm Lance Wackerly. Spooktacular over there, Wackerly. <laughs> I had to say it. So, do, you, um, do you do this thing on social media where everybody changes their name to some like Halloween-themed handle on like Twitter or Facebook or whatever? No, I curse those people to hell because that shit <laughs> is just fucking lame. A lot of people do it. A lot of people that I think wouldn't do it do it. So wait, what did what, you do? I don't even name. know what a scary version, like maybe Lance Axerly or Wack Axe Wackerly. I don't fucking know. Lance I don't do it, so. Wickerman, Wickerly, Wickermanly. I never Wicker s- actually. You know, I have seen that movie, and I actually think it's always been so boring that I just turn it off. Are you talking about the original or the Nick Cage version? I've never tried the Nick Cage version, but the original I could never get through. I think it's a good way. It's a good way for you to put yourself in the Halloween spirit. You know, Wackerly Halloween's only a few days away. Um, you are you usually you know in years past you dread Halloween. You cast aspersions on Halloween and those that celebrate it. Aspersions are like casting a wicked spell, but just for sarcastic dicks. Exactly. <laughs> Instead of witches. <laughs> That's kind of what you. You're like a sarcastic asshole witch. Is, is kind of what I'm you do. I'm going to cast an aspersion on you. You're a warcock. That's, that's basically <laughs> what you do. Um, but, Wackily, you know, you have a lady now. So now that you have a lady, do you have to celebrate Halloween? Like, do you have nope. no choice? Nope. Not doing it. Wait a second. I How- get off the hook because she um, has a big group of girlfriends that they all go out, which I guess I should be worried. <laughs> More worried than I am. I was about to say, you're rather secure for there, – there's no ring on that finger. Yeah, you know, what What are you going to do other than put a ring on the finger, which isn't happening? Yeah, um, but there's like a cauldron full of like drunk – I don't know. What, what kind of what kind cock. of Halloween juice do they make and they put in a cauldron? They drink at those Halloween Cider? parties? I don't know. I don't know. Bobbing for cocks. Zombie <laughs> jizz. I, I don't know. <laughs> That that's pretty much what's going to happen. Are, are they all? I assume they're probably going to be wearing some kind of slutty outfit, like maybe. Oh yeah, they're all dressing princess up as princess Leia's slave costume. No, they're all dressing up as slutty Disney princesses. Ooh, they're going to be bobbing for cocks for sure. I know, and I'm, you know, I'm torn because I'm like, well, you send me pictures of of all of you and all the other. I guess I shouldn't call her slut, but it's Halloween. You're dressing up like a slut, so you and yeah, all the other sluts. Because I want to see all the Disney sluts, but I don't want to see pictures of them like, oh, and this guy showed up and he was dressed up as Prince Charming, and here's me like, stra- you know, riding around on his back. So you're going to specify like, I want to see pictures of you and your slutty friends. I don't want any cocks in the picture. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, I am going to specify that. <laughs> Just no, no cocks, like clothed or unclothed, in the picture, please. It's yeah. Gonna be, well, I mean, they're going to be. At, are they going to bars? Or are they going to Halloween parties? No, it's a party. Ooh. And it's a it's a party with people she works with, so it's not going to be like a random cock. Just lying around in wait, like a serpent. <laughs> I think <laughs> like what you need to do. In the bushes. You never know. You never know. They just with well, a handful. You of know roof, what? That's the thing. Though. That's a handful why you have, of you, That's why you have to just let go. You never know. Even when it's not slutty Halloween, you never know. So what are you going to do? Worry every day? No way. I think what you need to do is attend this party with her and go in a couple, no, a couple costume. To, why not do a couple costume? I got a couple <laughs> ideas for you. Tell me if you do this. All right. You could be. Twerk bear Miley Cyrus. She can be Robin Thicke. Hmm. Robin Thicke was already kind of dressed up as Beetlejuice. Yeah. So I'd be the... What if she was twerk bear Miley Cyrus and I was actually... Because there were the actual bears that were dancing behind her. I could just be the bear. So you just want to be one of the bears rather than Miley Cyrus? I'd rather well, not Who's going to be? Okay, all right. We're going to skip that one. What about uh, Heisenberg and, I don't know, his wife, whatever her name was, the one that was emo was and cried name? all the time? Skylar. You could, oh, yeah. What about Heisenberg and Walt Jr.? <laughs> she could be Walt Jr. You could be Heisenberg. You almost have Heisenberg down. All you need is a – you probably even own one of those plastic hazmat suits. Yeah, but, Dad, I do a good <laughs> Walt Jr. impression. <laughs> Okay, well, how about this? I would this? be Walt Jr. That, that might work. That might work. How about this? Let's get a little more political here, a little more topical. Edward Snowden and his ballerina girlfriend. <laughs> no, nobody would get that. Okay, Ariel Castro and Amanda Berry. That's not political. <laughs> topical. What about John Boner and uh, Obama or something like that? Except uh, oh, people white are people be can never that. go in blackface. It's just, just it's a hard yeah. and fast rule. Rule: do not go in blackface ever. So that means Trayvon Martin and Zimmerman are out of the question here. And John Tell, <laughs> Rachel John, John Tell, John Tell. Um, you know, I saw this uh, one of the I, Halloween well, she, stories. Let me put it this way: she's go. I told you the slutty Disney princess thing, right? Well, she's going to be Tinkerbell. And I was like, well, if you really want me to go and you want to be Tinkerbell, I could be Senator Tankerbell. <laughs> I'm would, against this arts funding. That would be about – that's so obscure. It would be yeah. about as popular as my cabbage head costume I went – that was like five years ago. Which – can I take credit for that? No, that was your, your idea. You gave me that idea. That was your idea. I can't idea. believe you ran with it. I knew nobody nobody would get it. Yeah, but how many people like, get Senator Tankerbell? I wonder if I can get D to put cabbage on his head for a whole night, <laughs> like real cabbage. The funniest reaction was Big Jeff. He just looked at you. He like shook his head. Shook He's his like, head. What are you doing? I think I kind of like the girls that would come up and be like, "What? What? What are you supposed to be? That's just gross." <laughs> like just in complete bewilderment on their faces, and eventually I had to remove the cabbage because it started to stink. Mm. Um. Yeah, I don't know, man. You know, Halloween. So you're not even going to do anything for Halloween this year. You're not. You're not going to. You're not going to go. You're not going to go to any parties. You're not going to go to the bar. Well, the bar, maybe. <laughs> I don't even know what it's the. It's, it's going to be this Thursday. Thir this Thursday, yeah. You know, there's so much shit. I'm so busy at work. Not to be this person, but that's what I got to say. I don't. Have, I can't take off like Friday. So you know, how much can I do? Plus, here's the thing. Here's how I got out of it with. Uh, 
you know, girlfriend wise, the is there's a big event going on all weekend. The you know starting Friday, which is the day after, so and it's actually oh, like a, so a four day weekend type, three day weekend type thing. So I kind of feel that in the Bay Area, not I'm really as much San Francisco, not as much as San, in San Francisco, but in the in the Bay Area, like in the, the East Bay and Alameda for sure. Halloween is kind of more. It doesn't have like it's not it's not one of those holidays that's celebrated by young adults. Well, or by in San Francisco it is. In San Francisco it is, but I kind of feel like in uh, the East Bay it's kind of like yeah, you know, we take our kids trick or treating. You know, maybe we'll hang out, go to the bar or something. It's not <laughs> we, a big deal. We do the holiday as it was intended. This city, Los Angeles, is consumed by Halloween. I've never seen anything like it. It's because there's so many out of work actors. Yeah, it's crazy how serious they take that holiday. Like, okay, so tomorrow I'm supposed to go to the Rob Zombie Fearplex thing in Pomona. It's like a bunch of haunted mazes. There's a haunted house. Then there's like, I don't know, some kind of live show or something. I'm uh, going with this girl I've been hanging out with. And then in a couple days after that, she wants to go to Universal Studios. has this thing called Horror Nights. It has another Walking Dead theme maze. Then there's you know this... you should you know you should go to the Walking Dead theme thing, go as teenage Carl, <laughs> which is the Te- best part of the new series, which I'm not actually going to watch past the first episode. But oh, teenage Carl, you mean Rick's son in it? Yeah, Carl. Yeah, Carl. People know who Carl is. I guess I forget he's a teen now. Yeah. He's teen. So it's ridiculous. Carl, he's the worst character, but they're just they they're making the whole show about him basically. Because Are you just hoping he gets killed off. Idea. I mean, can't. can I really hold out hope for that anymore? <laughs> it's not going to happen. He's the main everybody. character of the show, basically. Well, so what they do at these, like, Universal Horror Nights, they have, like, these mazes, and, and you get chased by people, like, actors, out-of-work actors wearing zombie outfits. You're like, hey, didn't you get me coffee the other day? <laughs> at the Starbucks? <laughs> I, I recognize you. Yeah, you're not scary. You weren't wearing zombie makeup then. I'm a zombie now. <laughs> well, can I still get a coffee, though? You know what's funny, though, and I'm kind of uh, kicking myself for missing this, is I just read today that there is all these horror nights have a different theme. Like, So the Not Scary Farms has Elvira does her own show there. The one at Universal Studio, their big show, was the Bill and Ted show. Do you hear about this? I heard that the Bill and Ted's show is very homophobic and racist, and they just oh, canceled it. They pulled the Universal decided to pull the plug to, on it today because I was well, they're trying to make a third one, right? For real, with Keanu, like in the theaters. Yeah, but they're trying to reinvigorate the franchise and bring it back. Instead, they just make this extremely homophobic and racist musical, like live theatrical production on stage, and everybody was just like, "What is this? Like, maybe this was funny in 1992." But even earlier than that, when was that? Like late 80s, right? Uh, no, it had to be in the early 90s. It must have been 90, 91. Yeah. But yeah, it just, whoever wrote How this. How racist was this, it? It was pretty racist and very homophobic, apparently. Enough for them to pull the plug on it. Uh, people, they got a lot of criticism for it. I'm surprised they just didn't get somebody to come in and rewrite it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it. so I kind of was bummed because I'm like, well, now i got to pay all this money to go there, and I don't even get to see the homo, the homophobic uh, and racist play that I've been looking forward to seeing. How many Halloween things do you have to go to, oh, dude, including so actual much. Halloween? The, you know, this girl that I'm hanging out with is really into, like, costumes and, and cosplay. Have you ever heard of this cosplay? 
We've talked about it a thousand times on the show. Yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah, but have you ever like actually hung out with somebody that's really seriously into it? No, I'm not that big of a nerd. You know, I, I, I feel self-conscious criticizing it because I do a podcast, which is pretty bad. I mean, that's, that's definitely, I mean, on the mm. nerd equivalent scale, they, they pretty much are, <laughs> okay. are Rank cosplay, podcasting, and LARPing. Okay, I LARPing's think worse than LARPing's worse, but cosplay's only, the cosplay's like the, uh, I don't know, the inbred cousin, maybe like slightly inbred cousin of LARPing. Because you gotta be, See, you gotta wear say, a costume LARPing, to LARP. It, LARPing is, isn't LARPing the more inbred and, la- and <laughs> more inbred than cosplay? I'm just saying the two are closely related. Because you gotta <laughs> wear a costume to LARP, and cosplay you're putting on the costume and you're only a couple seconds away from reciting lines and you know shooting lightning bolts with your harry potter wizard outfit right but i think there's a level of realization that it's make-believe in cosplay where larping obviously they still know it's make-believe but they're a little bit even further suspending their disbelief that it's kind of real i'm kind of really gonna hit you with this foam sword Wait, okay, so and like, and like it's actually like, well, we won that make believe battle. So Wacker, are you saying this isn't live action radio play? <laughs> oh, is that what? We're <laughs> Sorry, I was confused. No, that's what we're doing right now. <laughs> no, it's clear it's pre recorded, so it's not live. Okay, but it's I mean, recorded pre recorded audio play. It's prep. <laughs> you just call it crap. Prarp. Actually, pre recorded anyway, audio radio play. Prarp. We're prarping. Oh, that's good because you know what? I've been getting sick of the podcrafting term, so now we can now we can just call it prarping. Something that is even just more esoteric, and no one's yeah. going to know what that it's, means. It's about time we coined a new term. I like I like podcrafting. I always I know, kinda... but we, we use it too much. It's tired. Yeah, I'm going to call it prarp. Good. It's nice to have an alternative. So this yeah. girl takes it really seriously. She actually gets a little pissed off on Halloween because she sees everybody else wearing these subpar costumes that don't, you know, they don't compare. She puts all this effort into it because she, you know, she puts all this effort into, because she, she takes it really seriously. She puts all this effort into making like some kind of X-Men costume, then goes to a costume competition or at a bar or a party, and she loses out to the guy wearing the dick and balls outfit that's a gag costume. I do love that dick and balls. <laughs> it's like it the is. balls are your feet. Yeah, your your balls. The balls are basically your feet, and your your face is in the head of the penis. Yeah, I was thinking of doing this, and I I I don't know. I think it might be a dick move on my part. No pun intended. But uh, she wants to do like there's this big Halloween party her friends having, and she wants to go to it, and she wants to do some kind of X Men thing. So like, I would have to like dress up seriously as like Wolverine. Or Colossus, or somebody like that, an Iceman or something, you know. I love Beast. Beast. Okay, I'd have to dress up. It's, I mean, a costume that that involves more work than just putting a cabbage on my head, you know. Well, there was a crushed velvet jacket and a fake cigar involved. Yeah, but that's easy for me. I'm not. I don't paint my whole face blue and and whatever Beast. You know, I guess I have the horn room glasses already, but I could do All that. Right. But anyway, what I was thinking of doing is, and I know this 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 party is going to have a lot of people who take costuming very seriously as well. So there's going to be some fabulous costumes at this party. What if you just showed up in a wheelchair? Is that a what, and, and, what, pretend to be like a handicapped person? No, Professor Xavier. Ooh, that's an easy costume. But I have to have a bald, like a skin, like a bald person 
like a mask. I think or, the or wheelchair would convey. You could be like, I'm young Professor Xavier when he's still out of hair. You know what I should do? I think I should just show up wearing the uh, dick and balls outfit and just do Magneto like a, was a Jew, right? Because he was in the concentration camp. Oh, yeah. But that's, a, that's another outfit that's not easy to do. No, it's not. Dick and balls outfit would be so simple. You're, you're, <laughs> you're too cool to walk around in that dick and balls outfit. You're going to be self-conscious. You don't think I could pull that off? I just don't think you would. You don't know me. You don't know me, Wackerly. <laughs> I could surprise I you. you. Did do the, you did do the cabbage head thing. I just think it would be funny to show up in one of the worst gag outfits you could possibly wear at this party where everybody takes costuming so – it's sacrosanct there. I mean, it's so serious. Like, they, if, if I showed up, they would look at me like, what are you doing? You're besmirching the whole name of costuming. Get out! You are banished. I would, go, I would go in a little bit different direction. I mean, the, I I like the dick and ball costume idea, uh, but what if? I mean, what? <laughs> just go and just make it clear that you just don't like. Really, just show up with a sheet with two holes cut in it. Like, <laughs> that, boo, that's I'm basically just like I do not care. Right. That's what I'm saying. And then even you know you, you take it right off because you can't drink through the sheet. So you're just like, oh well, that's done. You just have your normal clothes on underneath. I think she would be more upset about that than she would be with me in the dick and balls outfit. Oh, that wasn't your goal to upset her? <laughs> no, I'm just, <laughs> I want to be a fun party guy. You know, I haven't met a lot of her friends yet. And I'm just thinking. You know, you know what would be a quick kick-ass costume is uh, like uh, Quado Quaid. Not Quaid, whoever the guy is who's Quado's. When I put like a baby like coming yeah, out of my get stomach. A, go to go down to the Mexican toy area of Los Angeles. Get one of those cheap plastic babies, and then just somehow like sew it to your shirt. You know what I? You know what I did a few years ago? That'd be kick ass. That, that's easy, and that's an easy costume too. Right, um, and it'd be cool. You know what I did a few years ago? Is I went as the tick. I might have to recycle that one. That was a good one. <laughs> Dick. No one saw it either. No, like I, it was somebody, somebody had a superhero party, and I went as a tick. I think the only person who saw it was Sleazy E, and he was like, "Who's that? I've never heard of that that blue person before." Mm. I was just like, "Okay, C three PO." Anyway, I'm supposed I'm supposed to be I'm supposed to be Ziggy Stardust, not C3PO. Well, you sound like C3PO. Well, you sound like C3PO every day. So you're pretty much C3PO without the robot suit every time I see you. Okay, <laughs> that's cosplay. That's what he's Three. doing. Um, yeah, you know what? I, I for all the things that they have going on here in this what city. What about a Jawa? <laughs> are you saying I'm Sorry. short? Sorry. And, and, and I, I saw the jive come in there. Mile away. <laughs> Felt that one. It's hard to be a, a single Jawa. You need like five friends. You think the Jawas were supposed to be Jews? Hmm. It's a good question. Hmm. Yeah, I think they kind of were. Sounds like it. <laughs> um. So so the thing is, in L.A., they have all these different options for Halloween. You got the the haunted houses, the the mazes. The um, the there's parties. There's all these fancy masquerade parties. Somebody's having this party, a house party, a hundred dollars a ticket. And uh, I love it when people have parties in their own home, and then they charge charge people to go to it. Yeah, I was just like, they said, well, there's a free bar, and like you're like, yeah, it's wedged in the back of your kitchen, and there's like twelve people deep to get there. So thanks for all that free booze that I can't actually access. What's the point? 
And plus, when you, when you go to a house party like that, don't you usually bring your own booze? If you're if you're single, the point would be to go there and meet a bird. But you, it That's sounds true. like you already have a lady that you'd be taking with you, so there really is no point to go. You know what I want to do? This is what I want to do. I want to go to a hell house. You heard of those? I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 I started reading that book by Richard Matheson, but it was too boring. I think they're named after – well, I don't know if they're named after the book. but So I was reading about this recently, and I guess – I don't know if they really have them on the, on the coast, like in California or New York. But I know they have them – I'm surprised we didn't see more of them in the Midwest. They're these evangelical Christian haunted houses. And so they're supposed to be like this moralistic haunted house where they – I mean they are scary and they are frightening, but they're trying to teach you a tale of morality. And in the end – I think that's better. Well, what, why is it better? Because it adds you know, like an element of – Like a purpose? You know, punishment and guilt and uh, shame. I guess shame and guilt are the same thing in this well, context. That, but it's pretty I mean? much just religion. It just adds an element of religion to your haunted yeah. house. Like I think a religious haunted house is scarier and therefore better. I think it's definitely more entertaining. And I don't know why we never encountered one of these in the Midwest. You'd think they'd have been everywhere. Like, I, I mean, I think it's kind of hard to tell the to discern the difference at first between a well, think about, but think about it this way: one. like all the great horror movies of you know the like golden era of horror well, and, are all about morality and religious themes. Yeah, religious and, like, themes. The are kids fighting. are having too much sex, and they all get slaughtered. Yeah, but okay, but at the end... They're smoking dubs, they get slaughtered. Yeah, but at the end of a haunted house, do you want Jesus to come out and you have to pray with him? And then you have to... <laughs> you, didn't tell me about, you didn't tell me about that. Well, that's part of this whole thing, is you go through, and uh, you go through life's... You know, life, you, you, what do you, what, the point of these hell houses is you're supposed to witness that there's a spiritual battle raging every day. And if you give in to the sins, the sins of homosexual sex... Or the sins of drinking and driving or drugs, then you'll spend an eternity in hell suffering. Or you can find Jesus and you can hang out with Jesus, pray and, and live a happy life. So that's the point of these, uh, of these hell houses. But you get to see all the cool fucked up shit before you get to Jesus, right? Uh, totally. And that, that's the best part about it. I think actually sick and wrong should have a hell house. And, and here's a step-by-step guide on how to create one. Uh, there's a company called New Destiny Christian Center. GoDestiny.org. They're kind of like a... Yeah, that doesn't sound like a cult at all, <laughs> New Destiny. Well, they're consultants. Like, they, they will consult with you to... Like, if you're a pastor or you have your own church, you can hire them to come over and evaluate your own hell house and give you hints and pointers. You can even buy the hell house kits with, every, with additional scenes from uh, GoDestiny.org. So this is how the hell house is structured, typically. But I, I think it varies depending on the location or what scenes you choose to take place in the different rooms. So scene one would be a funeral of a young homosexual male who believed the born gay lie, and he died of AIDS. And you basically see just AIDS demons just tearing him apart. Um, <laughs> the demons come into the funeral? I think it's just a scene of like... Uh, the funeral part sounds very peaceful, you know, like people reciting what they liked about Daniel and like... Know how he's a great guy and he loves show tunes. He was always really nice and he loved his two little dogs. And his mom is crying. I mean, that doesn't sound very scary. <laughs> well, the demons th- come in and like drag him out of the coffin. I think what happens. I don't even know if there's a funeral. They actually they just they say it's a funeral. 
Is he like writhing like with AIDS sores inside the cat? Like I would rather see. Oh, here's what I'm all I'm trying to say. My point being, it might be scarier if you're like, here's like the deathbed in the hospital of a guy with AIDS, and he's like writhing in pain, and he's all he weighs like ten pounds. Well, I'm sure what it, I'm sure what it would be is probably be you'd look you know you'd be emaciated and probably covered in sores, and then the AIDS demons are probably dragging you into hell at your own funeral. But here's another one that they – another alternate scene is the gay wedding scene package, which you can spend an extra 50 bucks and get this one. And also this doesn't ener- sound super scary. Well, listen, Sounds fabulous. This energetic scene will give you another powerful weapon in your arsenal against the homosexual stronghold and born gay deception. Uh, the demon tour guide and all that's the, the thing. what the bo- oh the born oh the deception that people are born gay. the born gay deception like you don't believe I thought that, that was the new Jason Bourne movie <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know him. yeah it's called born gay it's just basically the gay born porn gay deception. with Matt Damon um you have a demon tour guide that takes you through the hell house and the demon tour guide's conducting the ceremony that involves a young married couple um and it's between a husband and a husband. Then the scene utilizes a time warp, moves several years into the future, where one of the partners is dying of AIDS as demon imps swarm the hospital room and drags him into hell in front of everybody. Who play the imps? Do you have to get higher midgets for this sort of thing? I don't know. I mean, I imagine you probably have uh, church volunteers. Maybe some of the, yeah, but an, maybe you know, some of the old folk. A small, with those shrunken up old folk. Yeah, or the, is it like the, a little the puppet? Ushers, the ushers that usher you to your seats. Yeah, but imps are small. Is all I'm trying to say. Children, to. you probably get the children. Oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> children love Halloween as it should be. So here, scene two, you move into another scene of a uh, reenactment of a clinical abortion with extra blood. Like you can order more blood for the scene. Can you see a vagina? I don't know what they use for that. They must. I don't know if they actually show a vag. It must be under but, the. Under the scrubs or whatever you call it, the ga- the gown. You can get a post-birth abortion scene package where it's a satirical scene where the mother brings her teenager, her unruly teenager, to the International Center of all? Post-Birth Abortion where he can be aborted, shot in the face, you know, years after he was born. So you're, you're given the option. That seems a little hyperbolic. I would like to see like the scene from uh, Spaceballs. <laughs> Where the aborted fetus gets up and puts starts on the top the hat and the cane and starts dancing around. Hello, and singing. my darling. Hello. hello, my baby. Hello, my darling. Hello, my ragtime gal. Are you trying to make Hell House a musical here, Wackerly? I'm just trying to add a little. You know, the best horror movies. You know, they they make you laugh and then they bring satire. the scary part. Because well, no, funny. but they 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 give you a feeling of relaxation and then they then they spring it on you. So I do kind of like the idea, though, of this uh, post-birth abortion. Because, I mean, do you, you know, teenagers act out throughout their, uh, their adolescent years. So if, they could, if they're living under the threat <laughs> of, hey, I can still get you, you aborted till you're 18, you probably would behave a, a bit better. You probably would study, keep your marks up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know if that's the most productive approach. Scene three is a satanic ritual involving human sacrifice and heavy metal music. Scene four is a dr- driving good. accident where a father realizes he kills his own family. Scene five is a teen suicide involving also another epic dragging to hell. And then scene six, you actually tour what hell would look like. And then scene seven, 
is where you meet Jesus. You see the glory and splendor of heaven. It sounds like kind of like uh, Dante's Inferno and the other one and the other one. It it does kind of the middle one they've cut out. Well, sort of. I mean, I guess you're also giving short shrift to the Paradiso. That's just Jesus. I guess they are kind of going through. uh, It starts out in Dante. I guess most of it takes place in Dante's Inferno. It's like the seven different cantos of hell. But eventually you make it through Purgatorio. If you ever take a college class, they're like, oh, we're going to read Dante. Oh, which parts? Inferno, obviously. What about the other parts? No, that shit's boring. (laughs) Well, it is. I mean, have you ever read it? It's like even Virgil's like kind of bored. We read the, the, uh, yeah, even the first chapters of the Inferno are boring because it's like, uh, this guy like stole some candy once. (laughs) And he's just the top level of hell. Yeah, it's like once you get deeper into hell, like, you know, the yeah. uh, six or seven cantos, that's that's when it gets kind of scary. I mean, that's what this kind of is. I, I kind of like the fact that you can custom make this hell house. Like, you can be like, okay, you know what? I'm going to have the AIDS scene. I'll have some death metal and Satanism. How about a little suicide and domestic abuse? That might be kind of fun. What about, like, a priest who raped some children? We don't talk about that, and that does not happen in the church. <laughs> no, I bet you the no the evangelicals will definitely talk about that because they don't. I mean, they think the Catholics are right next to Satan, anyways. So you just make it a Catholic priest. Yeah, I think. I mean, these are what like about, uh, evangelical movements that are making these hell houses. What about like a Jewish uh, dibuk? A dibuk? Yeah. How would, what, what if it was a Jewish one? How, who would it? What would yeah, happen? I'm surprised there isn't a Jewish scene. I bet you this there is, like, is the though. kid who didn't save up his pen, his money. This is the kid who didn't study the Torah. No, I'm I'm saying like a Jewish scene in the Hell House. I bet you what happens is when you're going through Hell, actually touring. There's gonna be one room for like the non-believers. There's just gonna be a bunch of Jews in there, just be like, how are we supposed to know? The evangelicals like the Jews, though. Well, they like they like Israel, right? Because they want it to like bring about the uh, the end times. I, I don't think they like Jews, though. And they're not inviting us over for tea. Well, what, do you think that, I mean, would would like a temple ever uh, promote this kind of thing? The Jews don't believe in hell, though, right? Yeah, man, then I don't think Jews would do this. But you never know with those chassids. I think what Jews would do is they'd invite everybody in a room, and you would just sit there, and you'd have to read the Talmud or something for three hours. You're like, this is hell. <laughs> it's like, this is hell. Jesus Christ, you're, we are in a hell house right now. God, it sounds like my childhood. Penis. <laughs> yeah, and then they cut off the tip of your dick. Yeah, that sounds awesome <laughs> to me. That's amazing. So the Hasids don't want to bring. They don't like outsiders. So it's not like they. Would they don't proselytize into their house. Yeah. Well, it's not like they. They don't want people coming into their house. That's another thing. Yeah, we don't want. We don't I mean, the purpose of hell house is to have people come through your house. Well, and look at all no, the you shit. in your church or you have uh, you rent a facility. I'm kind of like. I'm a bit annoyed that I live in such a liberal area, you know, that I would never get to encounter one of these places. But you, but you know, all your listeners who live in Texas and Nevada and the Midwest, I'm sure hell houses abound in those areas. I would definitely go. Like I I said, this sounds better to me than just a normal crappy like JC's haunted house. You know what I think this would be great for a first date. Oh yeah, then she no, doesn't I, know. I've if actually, you're... I actually did that recently. Not at a not at, at a, a hell house? one, but uh, no, but the boardwalk, you know, haunted walk through thing. Oh, in Santa Cruz, yeah, 
Yeah. Which is still kind of scary, but I, 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 what it's I think scary as hell. I was shrieking like a woman. What I think is great about this though, is that, you know, they don't know if you're taking them there ironically or if you're like really into it and you could, you know, the chances. Why of, would, why would you want them to think you were really into it? You never know. It might just be kind of funny. A litmus <laughs> test to test her humor. I mean, if she thinks you're really into it, then that's not humorous. Well, not until the end when you're just like, psych. This never works. But there are, there's, I'm just trying to tell these dudes you don't understand. Like, don't try and be weird. Don't try and weird. No, no girl's ever going to fuck you because she thinks you're weird. But for some reason, like, guys, when they're in their, you know, late teens, early 20s, think, sometimes think that's a, a viable option. You don't know why, because they've seen Johnny Depp in like all these movies, like Edward Penis Hands, right? And they, uh, and that's just that's what I'm trying to say. That's Johnny Depp. That's not you, guy. dude. That's not you, dude. You are just a dick. You need to be the nicest guy possible. Pay for dinner, like try and try and be funny. That's cool, but don't try and be like mysterious and weird. Okay, well, what about this? The sarcastic prick wearing the cock and balls suit that takes her to the Christian haunted house. You already landed this one. It doesn't matter. <laughs> we we're talking about first day. I'm talking no, don't, like I'll go on the okay don't wait, date. Don't wear the cock and balls thing if your first date is like, oh, well, let's go to this Halloween party together. Don't show up in the cock and balls thing. Yeah, I don't know. I beg to differ. I think uh, spice Why? is the what, variety you, of life. Has this ever worked for you? No. No, but I like the idea of it working for other people. <laughs> but it doesn't. <laughs> That's the idea like Johnny, I like. If you're Johnny Depp, you can maybe pull it off. Do you think Johnny Depp could wear a cock and balls outfit and still get laid? Yeah, he's just smoking his cigarette with his weird goatee and a cock and balls outfit. <laughs> and the What's balls up? are his I'm, feet. Uh, <laughs> I came back to L.A. just for this costume party. I got this cock and balls outfit. Normally, I live in Paris. You know, you know what would be cool about Johnny Depp? I would start liking him again if he insisted on every new movie he's, he's in that he has to wear the cock and ball outfit. Like the, the writers have to write that outfit. Just for a scene? Well, maybe two scenes. Like what it's about part just of during his contract. the credits? Like bloopers? I guess. But I'd like it. I think it'd just be cool if they just had to put this non sequitur scene where he's wearing the, the full dick and ball outfit in there because it's part of his contract. You're not going to get Depp unless you get the dick, the dick and balls outfit. I think Werner Herzog could pull it off. Werner Herzog could totally do it. And I bet you he'd write the scene for him, too. Hmm. Right. Wants to see. And, and, uh, and he voices it over. And this is the scene with Johnny wears the cock and balls costume. <laughs> it is very intimidating, the costume, when seen personally in real life. I have smelled it. <laughs> this is one of those times where I don't think the audience is laughing. This is ours. We are, so we should just keep going. We should just move on. Anyway, people, go check out the Hell House. If you live in an area like uh, where there's a lot of Christians around, this sounds like a perfect opportunity to spend Halloween. Just go smoke a lot of weed and go through the Hell House, but just don't come out Christian afterwards. Wear a sick and wrong shirt and come out even more evil. I mean, is there anything stopping you from once you get to the Jesus room, just being like, later, like walking right through <laughs> as quickly as possible? That was fun. Take it easy. Nice Bye, to Jesus. meet you, Jesus. Bye, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe in the sick and wrong hell house. We'll have gay Jesus at the end. My brother wearing a beard with a fake beard. <laughs> yeah. Might work. A little big white robe with his <laughs> belly sticking out. People, you're listening to episode 404 here of Sick and Wrong. Uh, quick recap of the way the show works. You should know by now. 
Uh, Wackerly and I discuss the most disturbing news items of the week. Uh, we talk about them here on the show. If we give you credit for your story, we will send you a Sickeron care package. You can send your story via SickeronPodcast.com, through Facebook, or through the Twitterverse. Uh, before we get to our first story, which I guess technically could be Halloween-themed, uh, here's a word from our sponsor, AdamandEve.com. It's Butt Plug Month on AdamandEve.com. Show that you still care by bringing something new into the bedroom. And by something new, I mean a butt plug. Because if you order right now and use coupon code DIDDLE, you get 50% off your first item, a gift so sensual I can't even tell you about it on this podcast that talks about murder and bukkake, and on top of all of that, free shipping. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, adamandeve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's D-I-D-D-L-E. All right, so the first story we got here came in from uh, Callum. Callum writes, made me laugh, so I thought you'd like it. Uh, you have a pretty sick sense of humor there, Callum. Maybe Callum. you should go to a hell house. I wonder if they have hell houses in the UK. Probably not. You know, I think they do have evangelicals over there, so why not? Do they have Halloween there? Yeah, they, even I, bigger think question. They, I think they have Halloween, but they just seem to be a little bit more enlightened than uh, people no, in the No, but they're not. I guess not, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I just I don't picture them There's having... There's tons of backwards people in the UK. Yeah, but I just don't see any Westboro Baptists living in the UK. There are, completely. There are not. Yes, there are. There, there are no Baptists living in the UK. Maybe not Baptists, but there's there's evangelical movements in the UK. <clears throat> for sure. Right. I, I would say that, but I, I don't know if they have any. Maybe they have haunted castles, like hell castles. So this, this story could technically be somewhat Halloween-themed if you consider what she's carrying her bag to be a prop, which it isn't because it smells like a rotting corpse. Uh, NYPD, dead baby found in teen's purse inside Manhattan, Victoria's Secret. Uh, 17-year-old girls were stopped leaving the store. One admits to having a dead baby in the bag. It's, it's terrible. It's a tragedy that occurred here in Manhattan, um, which I, I'm surprised that uh, I didn't think they let the poors into Manhattan. I thought like Manhattan just had like a like they examine how much money you made an hour, like but wh while you're trying to get in, like at the border, and then you they just, just can't don't have let a place you in. to live. Oh, okay, so you are allowed to actually traverse through the island of Manhattan, but you can't. Yeah, I mean they have overnight. a term for it: the the B and T bridge and tunnel crowd. Oh, okay, you just can't afford to live there. Um, two teenage girls were suspected of shoplifting were stopped as they were leaving the Victoria's Secret store in Herald Square. A security guard checked their bags and found what appeared to be a dead baby. Apparently, he had smelled a foul odor coming from the bag, and so he stopped the two girls. And it was then that one of the girls said, there's a dead stink. baby in the bag. Get over here. <laughs> Let me look in that bag. Y'all be stinking over there. Come over here. You know, what I don't get about that is you know, if you're a security guard and you smell like a foul odor emanating from these two women, would you want to stop them and search them even further? I would be like, okay, you <laughs> no, can just go. No, but that's go. not my job. I mean, this guy's. it said it was a cop or a security guard? Sorry, security guard. Question. Yeah, that's his job. He's like, y'all smelling up my store. Yeah, and I would make them leave because they smell like ass. Oh. 
You're saying, okay, so this you guy searched him, believe, but you wouldn't, this you guy wouldn't was, check the bag. This guy, okay, suspected foul play because he smelled a foul odor. Where there's foul odors, there's often foul play. And plus, furthermore, if you think Wasn't about that from it. from like an Edgar Allan Poe book? <laughs> <laughs> I think you heard that on like com or something. Um, the foul fetus in the satchel. <laughs> if, uh, furthermore, if there's a foul odor and there's a dead baby inside this purse and she like stole a bunch of bikini underwear and like, you know, panties and bras, would you want to put them back on the rack after that? I mean, now they smell like dead baby. That's a good question. Just let them go. No. Where are the dead baby panties. I don't give a shit. We'll write it off. Yeah, but you still want to punish them. I guess. Maybe ban them from the store or something. Well, apparently the guard called the police. He was suspicious. He found the dead baby in the bag. Uh, the girl told officers that she had given birth three days ago and had no idea what to do with the fetus, which had matured only five to six months. So that it was, you know, almost a, that's like what, a third trimester abortion? Miscarriage? Well, I mean, what's your definition of almost? Well, okay. Five would be the middle of the nine Six month months pregnancy. Six months would be, okay, so this would probably be the second trimester. Yes. So it's not really quite a human yeah, but yet. If it, just, if it just came out, that's a miscarriage. It's not, a, not an abortion. Well, can a baby that's, uh, or a fetus that is six months mature just come out like that? Yeah, it's called a miscarriage. <laughs> Yeah, but I thought you miscarry a, a, a fetus, like, you know, in the first trimester. Second trimester, I think, Once it's, called, again, I think it's called a world. pregnancy. <laughs> fascinating world of D's ideas about the vagina. I think it's a pregnancy once it's six months in there. You actually give birth to the fetus at that point because there's an actual fetus. Because I don't think you can miscarry. No, I think, I think any time the baby comes out and is dead or is dead and it comes out, that's a miscarriage. Well, I guess we don't know whether or not the baby was dead when it came out. No, we don't. So this could, it could have been born, I mean, it could have been born living and, right. you know. It's probably a big uh, point of contention in how she's going to be charged. Well, right now, uh, both girls, Tiana Rodriguez and Francis Estevez, have been charged with petty larceny. But more charges could follow. So they have the uh, medical examiner is performing an autopsy on the baby to determine whether the child was born dead or born alive and what was the cause of death. So, I mean, in fact, the matter is... If it's a miscarriage, there's really no crime. It's just like, you nasty. Yeah, you're nasty. (laughs) But, I mean, it sounds to me like she probably gave birth to it in the toilet. Like it was one of those toilet pregnancy. Or maybe it was crying in the toilet and it drowned in the water. Yeah, but you're just pu- you're just bumping up, you're just puffing up the story to make it better. Well, possibly. I mean, okay, maybe she just missed it. Maybe it was just born dead. It's a fifty-fifty chance. Why would she pick it point. up out of the toilet then and put it in her bag? Even if it was alive, why would she put it in her bag? <laughs> That's the question. I think these chicks. I think these girls were simple. I mean, an think argument they were simple before the things. show. Not necessarily retarded. But, Just you know, poorly educated because there's some, you know, it's a cause and effect thing. Like, do people stop going to school because they're dumb or are they dumb because they stopped going to school? Well, I mean, we, I don't know. I mean, that, that what's 
An interesting fact here to point out about Rodriguez, the mother here, she also has a two-year-old son. Oh, so that is interesting. She's 17? Yeah, she has a two-year-old son. She had a kid when she was 15? But a lot of simple people have children early, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, I guess, yeah, I always think Hence that the all the teen, idiocracy. The, I always think that all the teen pregnancy happens, like, in the Ozarks to hillbillies. No, or, you know, just in the sticks. But I guess a lot of it happens in inner city, poor communities also. You have not seen the movie Precious, have you? <laughs> no. Oh, it's a wonderful comedy. You I, mean, I remember it because it, it was such a big deal at the time, but I never actually went to see it. Oh, my God. You, you totally have to see it. It's a wonderful comedy. No, no, I probably don't have to see no, it. It's great. You should watch it. <laughs> I like to I own a, I, I own a copy. I will uh, loan you mine. Um, How old is she in the movie when she has the kid? Well, it's not like uh, she willingly had this kid. She was raped by her dad. But I think she was like 14 or 15. And so she was young and she had the kid. But it's the same situation because here they say in recent photos posted online, Rodriguez's pregnancy was not obvious. And that's what uh, one of her neighbors said is that, you know, she's a heavy set girl. We had no idea she's pregnant. Much well, like five precious. months isn't, isn't that isn't super pregnant. I mean, you could totally like even if you're not fat might not be super noticeable. Well, her neighbor says, you know, I wouldn't know if she's pregnant or if it's just her, which is kind of a danger about boning fat girls. Because you they never hide tell. it from you to the last minute. <laughs> yeah. And just, and you could just be like, nope, that's not really a gut. I'm pregnant. And then and now like, it's Whoa. too late to get an abortion because it's illegal after the first six months or whatever. And now you're bound to this person for the yep. rest of your life. Yep. Yeah. It's scary. But I mean, you're still bad. What if it's a? It's, what if it was a thin chick and she just takes off and you don't see her for six months and then she comes back? I mean, the same problem can can crop up. Just don't have sex before you're uh, twenty six. <laughs> <laughs> just keep it wrapped up. It's so easy. So it's interesting how they were, you know, questioning. I guess neighbors of Rodriguez, the mother here in <clears throat> in uh, Crown Heights, Brooklyn. But then they start asking residents who live near the Victoria's Secret in Manhattan. So Esther Gross of the Upper West Side says, It's sad and it hurts because it's still a life that was born and now that life is gone. <laughs> hey, Esther Gross, why don't you take care of this, uh, this little kid, this unborn child? Like, maybe she should have just given the, the mewling infant to Esther Gross. Yeah, I mean, I don't. This is this is a worn out conversation about people who are against dead children that don't want to. But like, what? I want to know why she was carrying it around with her. Yeah, I know. Um, another woman here said, "There's no logical explanation about why she'd be carrying around a fetus, and there really isn't." I well, mean, that's why I think they were simple because they just couldn't figure it out that that carrying it around is the worst thing you could be doing. Well, I mean, maybe they, they didn't assume it was going to rot. I wonder if they even wrapped it in anything. Which is something that a simple person would think. Like, oh, we'll just carry this dead baby around for three days and it won't start to smell or anything. Well, it makes me think they're simple, too, is that there's a plethora of ways to dispose of a fetus corpse in uh, New York City. Think about it. I mean, an, an almost endless. An endless, you have Endless alternatives to destroy a fetus in New York City. You could kick the thing down a sewer and it'd probably be eaten by rats or the alligators. Or you could, I mean, just think of all the garbage, you know, big piles of garbage laying everywhere. Just shove it into one of those. Yeah. And it would just be taken, you know, to Throw the, it on the subway tracks, the landfills. 
throw it into a Subway sandwich shop and just run. <laughs> and give it to a homeless person. catch you. Yeah, I mean, it, there's just there's no way you'd be caught. Throw it uh, like on top of a fire escape and take off. I mean, you put it like uh, you know, buried on the ground of like some you know building that's being developed or something. I mean, there's throw just it in the East River. <laughs> yeah, throw it in the river. Who cares? I mean, there's you, there's just many different ways to dispose of a fetus there. So I think I agree with you, Wackerly. These these girls were simple. So it, simple or just plain lazy, just completely lazy. So instead of trying to create you know a, a, an effective method to dispose of the corpse, they're just like, I'm just going to put it in the bag. Let's go shoplift. Carry it around. Yeah. It's extra weight. I mean, it weighs like a pound or something, right? Yeah, but I picture her to have a huge bag. Because <laughs> she's a big girl. Uh-huh. Got to carry her supplies around. Right. Or, or like Doritos are in there next to the rotting corpse. You know, she, she should have her own room in the hell house. That's what I think. <laughs> what do you have here for the second story? Um, this guy, Paul, sent this in and said, this is funny because uh, my mom used to work at DOC. DOC? Remember DOC? DOC? Remember the sexy specs guy? Put on, put on, put on your sexy specs. And he was dancing around like an asshole. <laughs> no. Wait, was this from Michigan? <laughs> no, it was a TV commercial. It's nationwide. You know George Zimmer from the Men's Warehouse? Uh, it's kind of like I, that I do know who that guy is. Yeah. Like that kind of a character. Like, I'm the CEO and I'm going to be in the ad because I'm a dick. Well, Dave Thomas did the same thing. Also an asshole. And stupid from what I hear. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this happened in Florida, which is no surprise to anybody. Uh, a Sarasota man caused the evacuation and temporary shutdown of the Westfield Southgate Mall in Sarasota, obviously. He was a grieving man, if that mm. means anything. Westfield, like, that's, like, the biggest mall company around. You notice that, like, yeah, they have one in San Francisco. West... They have one everywhere. Like, the almost Westfield any little center. mid-sized town has a Westfield shopping center nowadays. Yeah, but the stores vary upon location. Kind of, but, you know, there's always going to be staples. Yeah, not staples the store, but there are certain there stores that they, they have in every market. One of them being LensCrafters. LensCrafters, a very popular store. Although, do you, when's the last time you went and bought a pair of spectacles from LensCrafters? Uh, a long time ago, because now I have uh, like a voucher through my insurance at the hospital eye, eye care place, and so I just go there. Oh, I didn't really. I wonder if I get that. I usually just go to, uh, you know, we have a network, like we have a, a vision network and you kind of have to go and they give you like a pair of glasses every year. Yeah. The problem so. is that <laughs> the selection of frames, like in the in-hospital eye care place is not great, which is why I look like a dick. I was going to say something about that, but then, uh, no, just go for it. Go. Okay. Yeah. You look like an <laughs> asshole. Because <laughs> I'm glasses. wearing <laughs> I'm wearing the glasses that I selected from the in the hospital eye care place. Well, they're kind of like rapist glasses. Right. Yeah. But well, they work. I mean, they let work me tell, for Let me tell image. you, there's much more rapey versions they have there. Because these are all like the glasses, like, what does an average old person want to wear? Like, that's most of what they have. You don't have hip black horn rim frames like I do. No, they didn't have those. 
would you have gotten these if if uh maybe i think i'm due for some new ones so i'll go see what they have now you know you're gonna get some other kind of creepy rapist pedophile glasses most likely although that's kind of uh i gotta say that's you know the whole beard and rapey glasses thing is is now becoming hip yeah look at that terry richardson guy yeah terry Richardson. well that guy is he's the epitome of creepy rapist yeah but he's also super cool right he gets to take pictures of a half-naked uh kate upton and miley cyrus and a ton of other like prepubescent models or prepubescent looking i wonder how far you could take it before it's before it's considered excessive like i wonder if you could grow the creepy beard which you already kind of have put on the rapist glasses which you already do um you know kind of have a rape van you know that's what i'm saying let's say you start driving around a rusty van with no windows would would, do you think your you know your girlfriend would be like okay lance you're taking this a bit too far like you're hip this is just what's hip (laughs) that's that's too hip for me it's oh. now become real. <laughs> I guess I really will start raping children. <laughs> what, what, what choice do I have left to me now? I wonder if that's how the if that's just the path of a rapist. Big bag of candy. <laughs> it's Halloween. It's the best time of year for a rapist, which probably is right. right? No, it is true. Right. Yeah. I, I remember being in Los Angeles for work last year on Halloween, and um, they had this thing on the radio where. Every Halloween, like a squad of uh, the child protective service or the, wh- whoever deals with the uh, the registered sex offenders, <laughs> they go out and they're like, "We're going to visit all these motherfuckers tonight because tonight's the night they will slip up and like they're not allowed to have their lights on, they're not allowed to have any Halloween themed shit on their yard, they're not allowed to have any candy, obviously, and they would just go." Into all their houses, and if they had, they're not even allowed to have porno, like not that that has anything to do with Halloween, but that was the night, like the day before the night of Halloween, that they would just go to like 50 registered sex offenders' houses on that night. God, that was great. Fun. So, wait, that, that kind of begs the question are you going to leave your light on? <laughs> I'm not allowed. <laughs> just kidding. I'm not a registered sex offender. I still think registered. parents are going to check the candy after they leave your doorstep. I, I am leaving my life. I, I've done Halloween in the past, but other people have wanted to do it and they've come over. But, oh, yeah, I'm just going to turn the light off and go to the bar for, like, that specific window of time where children come up because I just don't want to deal Prepare with it. Prepare for the tricks. <laughs> you think my house is going to get egged? egged? Yep. Maybe maybe no. a little TP action. Use tampons. Wow. It's the worst trick you could possibly get. This is like the start of a horror movie. Yeah, and then I just go. I don't go rape a bunch of children, but I like figure out who did it, and then I go murder them. This is revenge, yeah. <laughs> revenge for trick. Yeah, and you could call it trick or treat. <laughs> With the whack is already a movie called Trick or Treat. <laughs> whack or treat. I like that. There you go. All right. Well, I didn't even barely got into the story yet. Um, employees at the Lens Crafters in the Sarasota Southgate Westfield Mall called police on October fifteenth. I should make this story more scary. Yeah, I was about to say, it's not very spectacular. After they found in front of the store. Can you do it in a Vincent Price voice? Not really. (laughs) An unidentified white powdery sub... No, that's not him. I don't know what that was. They found an unidentified white powdery substance on the floor of the store just before the scariest hour of noon. (laughs) The least scary hour. But yeah, so they're not, like, you know, there's all these anthrax scares and shit, right? Okay. The white powder. What, was it, like, in a little cellophane bag? 
No, it was just on the floor. Just some Dumped powder on the, on the floor. Then they saw this guy do it. And they're like, oh my God, that guy just poisoned us all with anthrax. We're all going to die. Slow, horrible, bedridden deaths. You know, I think it's funny that that's the first reaction of a lot of Floridians. Because I think half of Floridians would be like, oh my God, we need to call. There's a terrorist attack here. And the other half would be like, sweet, free meth. Or cocaine. Or coke. But <laughs> I just picture like it's... Depending on how old they are. Depending on which, yeah, like which uh, demographic of Floridian you got. And apparently yeah, you got the... older the, ones are like, that guy done dropped his cocaine. And the younger <laughs> ones are like, eh, 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 look at all that meth, man. I, I wonder if I could get it and grab it and put it in my pocket before anybody sees it. <laughs> Hazmat crews, which is a hazardous material crew, for those of you that don't know, responded along with the police. They evacuated and shut down the mall for two hours pending identification of the substance. Wow, this is serious. But they saw the man, right? So they finally went and got the man, thinking that he might be a terrorist. He might blow himself up at any second. He might have a bomb strapped to his shirt. But uh, Did he look like he's he was... from Iran? <laughs> Did he look like what? Is he from uh, Iran? Like, do he look Iranian? His name is... Uh, fuck. Let's see. Oh, fuck is definitely a very Iranian or Persian it's not name. It's not oh. oh, fuck. <laughs> I, thought you meant like, I don't have his name. I think it's a Latino name. Oh. Which Latinos can look Middle Eastern. I guess if attention. you're squinting. <laughs> Without the turban, who can say? <laughs> look at the big black bushy mustache, brown skin. Hmm. Yeah, I guess that's this. Can, <laughs> you're guess telling me if I put that. like five or six assorted uh, naked... Mexicans and and Yemeni dudes or like Saudi Arabians, you would be able to tell one from the other. They're not allowed to talk. Is this a home movie of yours? <laughs> it's a quiz. <laughs> okay, it's I'm just saying quiz. with or without my glasses. With your glasses. I'm not talking about squinting. Could, okay, I, I think there are certain like facial characteristics. Maybe. That you could tell. You'd probably like, be right. Over 50% of the time, but a couple of them would screw you up, right? Trip well, here's up. a couple things. Like, usually Middle Eastern guys have, like, thick, bushy mustaches, whereas Mexican dudes usually have, like, that pubic hair, thin, sparse mustache. You're talking about, like, the zoot suitors. <laughs> There's a plenty of Mexican dudes with a big, bushy mustache, too. Are they... Oh, wait, you said naked, not wearing look at, think about, <laughs> think about che- think about Look at Cheech's mustache. Oh, yeah, Cheech has a very impressive mustache. And Cheech, Cheech could be Iranian. Right. All right. I kind of agree with that. But they found out the man was just grieving. He And he was driving around. His wife had died uh, three months earlier, and he was driving around sprinkling her ashes at places that were special to the couple or places she had a connection to. In this case, the lens craft. Yeah, I was about to say, what what is this special, like, what is the sentiment about the lens, cra- lens crafters here? They don't say. Did they get two-for-one glass deal or something? Like two-for-one on spectacles? Even if they, they probably do have that deal, and that still doesn't explain what, how they had a connection to, like, how Lens Crafters was special to them. You know, I was reading something it, today. I, I thought maybe she would have worked there, but it didn't say that. Did, she didn't even work there. No. Perhaps they met at the Lens, lens Crafters. Like, he was, you know, sitting across from her. She was getting fitted for glasses. He was getting fitted for glasses. A journey song started playing. <laughs> that's that's like a pretty that's a pretty high level maneuver. To you're like being fitted for glasses, and another person's being fitted for glasses, and you look over, and she seems like nice, and you you put the you put the flirt and the move on her, and get the digits like 
while you're both being fitted for glasses? How do you do that? You're like looking at her side eye. Hey, nice frames, big time. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, you'd have to be Scott Bayo to pull something like that off. I think you could maybe have... move that little mirror so you could keep looking forward, but now you're looking right at her and you'd be like, hey. I mean, how do you do that and not come off as a massive creep? I think you have a you'd have an easier time of doing it in the food court. Well, it did say that he, he sprinkled sprinkle the ashes in other places in, around the mall, although they're unspecified. I guess because the only people that freaked out were the Namby Pamby Lenscrafters employees. Like, oh, there's a powder on the floor. If somebody was sprinkling powder in the food court, like if I worked at the Wetzel's Pretzels and I looked out and there's a bunch of powder being like. I don't know, sprinkled on like in front of my establishment. I would definitely freak out about that. And then think it was meth. Maybe. I wish you worked at Wetzel's Pretzels. <laughs> think how many free pretzels I could get. Give you a hookup. Um, you know, I, I was reading the other day that I guess malls are destinations for couples who are, who are randy that are into having public sex. And it's, it's really common. Like this girl was working at a, I think it was a JCPenney. And she said... Every day she went to work, she would have to pick up at least six to eight condoms out of the dressing room. Yeah, and well, that happened in Bad Santa, right? He's, oh yeah, he was he was shagging a girl in the shagging girl in the ass in a uh, department store. Yeah, um, well, he worked there, so well they said too that uh, a lot of times mothers will let um, babies just take a shit in the dressing room. Like that's very <laughs> well. Common. That's a that's a that's a, like a fresh off the. The boat from China thing. Well, they say a lot of mothers do it. Like they'll they'll change their baby and then just kind of jump the diapers. There's no trash can in there. People are disgusting. Oh, it's 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 a thankless job working at those places. <laughs> what I don't get the scattering of the ashes in some sentimental place is not a new thing, right? They did it in the Big Lebowski. Yeah, a lot of people do it. But you, it's normally in like nature. Like you put it in a stream or, or the ocean in the ocean or in some you know field full of flowers, but doesn't this guy realize that if you put your wife's ashes on the floor of the mall, like like the Mexican janitor guy is, gonna, is just going to come sweep it up in like five minutes, or they're going to run the floor buffer over it that night, and it's that's going to be like wiped out. So yeah, how but, sentimental is that? Yeah, but do you think he thinks like an infinitesimal? bit of his wife is going to be embedded within the floor in front of the lens crafters. But that's not what people are thinking when they, when they scatter the ashes that like, Oh, at least an infant, an atom of these will be left over. Yeah. I mean, he could have put it in like, know. he could have put it, the malls have like planters. He could have like scattered them in there. They would have lasted for a long time, but he just did it right on the floor. And it would have enriched the soil. I'm surprised he didn't do that or pour it in the fountain or something. You pour it in the fountain. The fountain goes all cloudy immediately. Some kid's putting his hand in it. Mommy, what's this? <laughs> that man just put his dead, fucking burnt-up wife in there. Get your hand out of there, kid. I always found the whole scattering of ashes to be kind of odd. I know I've said I'd rather be flushed on the toilet of my favorite bar. That's just me. But I think a, a good thing to do if I... I don't know. If, if my second choice would be keep my ashes in a specific type of pottery and it has to be on my sister's mantle so I could stare at them while they're watching reality television. Or while they fuck on the couch. If need be, then maybe I'd ruin it because they'd be, they'd be under my watchful scrutiny. <laughs> you wouldn't be mad that they're doing it. You'd just be criticizing their techniques and the level of effort. Do you think I could get like a model made of my big head and hooked Junos? And then inside it's hollowed out and they can just put the ashes in there. So it would just be. Yeah. 
You can also get it made so like the eyes follow you around the room. Oh, I like that. It's a good idea. I'll have to look into that. It's better than just scattering them and just, you know, now they're gone at the lens crafters. I wish if I you're if you're stuck on the mall idea and you're dealing with my cremated remains, which are actually called cremains, which I always think it's funny. It sounds like a made up remains. Uh, just go with the arcade because if you throw the ashes like in between the arcade cabinets, like you know they know for vacuum back there in between the boxes, and it's warm back there because of all the electricity. I'll be nice and toasty. That's a good idea. And plus, you'd probably be with all the cigarette ash from, like, 1982. Yeah, back when they allowed <laughs> smoking, smoke but there. they still haven't swept back there. So, yeah, I'd be back with all the old cigarette butts. Yeah, it doesn't sound that bad. A little bit of marijuana. Like little pieces of pepperoni fragments. that fell off the slices and got back there. The salt that came off the Wetzel's pretzel and got kicked back there. What about the Spencer's Gifts? You would want to be uh, distributed in there? Maybe a little bit. They probably never vacuum that place either, right? Put me back in the sexually explicit adults-only area. Of the Spencer's gift. So did this guy get charged with anything? No, actually. They they said they could have charged him, but they, they're not. They're offering him grief counseling through the department. Um, they could charge him with the cost to like deploy the hazmat team and the cops, but uh, they're not going to do that. I think he was like a very like uh, personable guy. And he's just going through and a rough patch. Genuine and grief, yeah. Trying to, you know, honor his wife and everybody felt for him. So and it's his fiance too. So I mean, I don't know what happened to her. Sounds like an episode of Homeland. Just not a very interesting, <laughs> a very episode. boring episode boring. where it turns out like nothing really happened. <laughs> and they they were they were st- it's like uh, staking out the uh, lens crafters all day, waiting for him to come by. Yeah, it'd be really boring. And then it just turned out to be some guy with his wife, with his ashes. dead wife's ashes. Uh, people, send your Sigurong stories to uh, Sigurong Podcast at Hotmail.com. Uh, Wacker, we got a few phone calls to get to. Also, I want to announce the winners of the uh, Sigurong Shit Story theme music contest. You got all the prizes ready to go? You know, not Well, sort of. One of them. Um, right. Let's uh, play this uh, word from our sponsor here, um, adamandeve.com. And then when we come back, you'll get to uh, hear who won the Sigurong Shit Story theme music. Wrong listeners, this is Trucker Paul. I gotta tell you about this wonderful porno place where you can buy jack off machines, dildos, inflatable wives. I bought them all. When I go home, I like to diddle my wife with a, a little dildo. When I'm on the road, I got my second wife, my blow up doll, and my jack off sleeve. Go to adamandeve.com. Type in the word diddle. D-I-D-D-L-E. And you'll get 50% off all your masturbation machines. Adios, lick my balls. I put a spell on you. All right, now I guess it's time to announce the winner of the Sick and Wrong Shit Story theme music contest. I know everybody's waiting out there with bated breath. Um, (laughs) Thank you to everybody, though, seriously, for the submissions. We got some, you know, every time we do one of these contests, I'm always impressed by the creative and disgusting fan base that we have cultivated here on Sick and Wrong. We we do have some creative people out there. So uh, thank you. The level of talent is amazing. 
It, it, it does always impress me. So thank you, everybody, for your submissions. But as I said, we only had three winners. And uh, the audience has voted. And the winners are third place, submission two, Misadventures of Shitman. Let me play it. Have you, have you listened to all these, Wackerly? Did you vote? Yes, I listened to all of them, and I voted. But I can't remember who I voted for. All right, here is third place, Misadventures of Shitman. What is that smell? It's a sick and wrong shit story. Walking through the plant today, scooping up what gets away. It's purple, purple. Something smelling pretty right, coming from that sewer pipe. It's um, I like that one. That's uh, I actually, you know, I thought that that one was great. Um, it's a Green Jello song. Remember that band? Yes, from the early nineties. You know, remember, because everybody would go, uh, or you'd tell, you know, we were the age where you'd like your mom would go get buy you a birthday present or something, and and the kids. This didn't happen to me, but it happened to my friends. They tell their mom they wanted the new Green Day tape. Maybe CD, but maybe even tape, tape cassette, and their mom would buy the green jello instead. It's completely different genres. Right, but your mom doesn't know that <laughs> when she goes down to like uh, the Sam Goody. I always thought that green jello was kind of a like a cut rate version of guar. Right. You know, just guar without all the cool costumes and the insightful lyrics and the uh, metal music. Instead, it was little pig, little pig, let me in. That was one of their songs. Remember that? Yeah. Was this an so this was like a homage to a Green Jello song or this was an actual Green Jello song? This is a Green Jello song called uh, Misadventures of Shipman. And oh, so, and they remixed it? Yeah, he just took a part out of it and added the sick and wrong part. Oh. So I like it. It's good. Um here's the the second place winner is a song called Shit Stories. Here it is. That's great. I really like that one. Foley was amazing. Yeah, you know, it reminded me of a Crass song. I liked it. That I don't know Crass. A little bit like old eighties punk rock, like English punk rock. I really yeah. like that one. It was it was tough too because this one only lost by three votes. Well, it's not like we can't use them all in rotation. Oh no, right? we can use them. I'm just saying, but there like, can only be one yeah, winner, one winner. Of the prize. And so uh, that one came in second place. A really really good song. Um, and here, here is the, the first place winner of the Sick and Wrong Shit Story theme music contest. Short and sweet. It's called Jingle Shit. Here's the jingle for the sick and wrong bit. Come gather around. It's all about shit. Shit! I do like that one. <laughs> it's, it's like... <laughs> Here's why that one wins. It's 10 because... seconds. No, because it's a jingle. Yeah, it's a jingle. That guy, that right. guy understands like the the art of the jingle rather than just not to belittle the other entries, but like rather than just like oh, I'm gonna make a cool song. Like he understands like it's got to have that like hook and it's got to stick in catchy. your head when you've only listened to it for like a one second. Right now we're gonna play that and everyone's gonna be like, as soon as we hear they hear that that opening like because it's kind of lo-fi, they're gonna yeah. be like. Sick or wrong shit stories are coming up. 
And then they'll get a little wet. <laughs> in I mean, the in their mouth, hole. like Pavlov's dog. <laughs> so congratulations there, Ash, for sending in jingle shit. Uh, you won the Sick Wrong Shit Story theme music, but all... All, uh, all the uh, winners here, the first, second, and third place winners, will receive a prize of some sort. Congratulations to you three. I will be sending out gifts. Maybe the end of the week. Might be the beginning of next week. But I will contact you for your addresses. Congratulations, and thank you for sending them in. And we now have an official jingle for the, uh, the sick and wrong shit story bit, Wackerly. Now we just need more shit stories. Well, we have one to get to, so we're going to play... The official sick and wrong shit story bit here. Here's the jingle for really the sick like and wrong bit. Come gather around. It's all about shit. Shit! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, here's our uh, first shit story. This is, uh, this is great. Or I guess our only shit story. Oh, no, we have two. We have two. Hey, sick and wrong. Been uh, listening to you guys for years. Ever since I worked in the office with... Uh, Todd, the pants sitting with Scott tonight, and Cameron, the guy who drunkenly sang your banana phone song for you. But- Do you remember that guy? Todd? Todd was like, I think he was the, the corporate leader of this corporate group that listens the to- The McCuck? The McCuck, yeah, that's what it was. And then- The Midwest Corporate Underground Clan. And Cameron was the drunk guy that sang the banana phone song, which I still play to this day. <laughs> okay. Uh, I got a shit story for you from way back when, when I was doing my first tour for Marines in Iraq. It was 2004, and uh, it was a pretty fucking hot time on the road, so no, no services were being signed. Because everyone was shooting everybody else, and you know how this, you've already heard how disgusting the Arabs are. So what happened is uh, we roll in one night real late to fucking biops, uh, the Baghdad International Airport, to pick up some shit. We get there, you know, and... After you've been out on the road, like, doing shit, you're, you're all fucking tense and tight. So you just can't shit right away. So we get there, and they give us a fucking train. Dude, I probably would never be able to shit if I was in Iraq, and knowing that there were, like, uh, IEDs everywhere. How long is a tour? I don't know, but would you, dude, I mean, <laughs> how plugged up would you be knowing that at any moment you're driving around in one of those, like, you know, trucks or whatever, and uh, yeah, but- you could just have your legs blown off by Blowing an IED. your asshole blown off. Yeah, I think it's. I mean, but it might be your only sort of like thing to do that relaxes you, or for you know maybe it could be your clinger moment. <laughs> like you gotta send me home. I can't shit. I can't shit. And I'm wearing women's underwear. Chance of sleeping. So me and a bunch of other guys go. We bed down, and I'm laying down about 15, 20 minutes. And oh, I gotta take a dump. So I get up and I scrounge around and I find my flashlight and I go out to the porta shitter. But like I said, none of the services have been working for. Mine, you know, because all the fighting. So this porta shitter has got like a pyramid of shit and feces and toilet paper, like making a perfect little point out of the toilet seat. I'm like, well, never mind. I don't have to shit after all. You can see where all the nasty Arabs sat on the, spit on the toilet and poop down in there and all that nasty shit. So I leave and I go back to my cot and I'm like, fuck it. I can wait till, you know, wherever and shit later. So as I'm laying down, I see my buddy Huff get up and he goes, hey, where's the, where's the shitter? Like I, I point him in the right direction, and he's like, hey, can I borrow your flashlight? I can't find mine. I'm like, no, fuck you. Like, I was sitting there just, like, laughing at myself. So Huff goes to take a shit, and I see him leave, and it's all I could do to not, like, you know, la- you know, shit myself laughing. And it's like a few seconds later, he comes back, and he looks all white, and he's like, dude, I went to sit down, and t- something touched my ass. I'm No. I'm 
I wouldn't get off my flashlight to be fat and shit in the, the, the pyramid of shit in the forest at five Goddamn International Airport. Keep it uh, wrong, you bunch of queers. <laughs> Didn't something similar happen to your sister on a canoe trip? Kind of. It was also in a uh, porta potty, wasn't it? Yeah. It was, she came back in, and she was so drunk though that she came back in the tent with shit all over her hands and got into the sleeping bag with Big Jer. This is what happened. She was wasted. Everybody was wasted on this camping trip. She somehow managed to like in the dark find her way to the porta potty to take a shit because my sister always has to shit. And uh, when she got there, she noticed that the entire top area of the toilet in this outhouse or whatever was covered in feces. And then she just right. sprayed feces all over it. But because she was so drunk, she lost then her balance fell and it. she fell into it. And then So it's, it is similar to this story. Instead of trying to find a sink or a river or something to wash it off, she just goes back to the tent and gets in the sleeping bag with Big Jer. So, so then Big Jer's covered in feces as well. And their sleeping bag and their tent. And their, yeah, and their sleeping bag and their tent. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's really gross. Why, if you're in if you were in Iraq and the toilet was all fucked up, why would you just go squat like outside the toilet? That's what I understand with these guys. Why I mean the whole place is a fucking litter box. Why would you just go and like comp a squat and then cover a bunch of sand over it? Like a cat. Like a cat. Like an know. Arabic cat. Not having ever been in the military and especially in that area, I just I'm sure there's issues I don't understand. Don't they have basic training for this? Like how to shit in the desert in the woods. or in the woods. <laughs> Don't they do that? I thought they do that. They should. Yeah, no, seriously. Um, so this guy got sodomized by a shit pyramid. That sucks. Never forget that. All right, here's the second story. D. Lance, it's the fish guy. Sweet Lord, I'm drunk as per usual. But... Yesterday, I don't think this fish guy's ever called sober. Delivery driver, I pulled up to a gas station to get some gas. Thoroughly heroin addicted woman that looked like she had shit her pants <laughs> and kind of smelled like it. But she was like, "Can you give me a ride to Tacoma?" And I was in downtown Seattle. I don't. That would be like. He goes, gee, give me a ride from West Hollywood, the ghetto, into, like, Compton, even more the ghetto. Sweet fucking board. That wasn't really a shit story. Yeah, that was, like, an almost shit story. So the woman, like, smelled like shit, probably had shitty pants. There wasn't and, enough shit in that shit yeah, story. Yeah, there was not enough shit in that story. I mean, it could, it had potential to be a shit story. Yeah, I thought he was going to, I thought she was going to get into his car... And then she was going to unleash more shit. And, and like just totally shit all over his seats. car. And then he's got to drive all the way to Tacoma. I thought Tacoma was f kind of far from Seattle. But I don't know. That's what he's saying. No, he was saying West Hollywood to Compton's. Not, I mean, that's like well, I, I don't think he understands miles. the geography of L.A. I think the point of that was like imagine if somebody asked you to drive from one shitty place to another shitty place that's far away. Well, like Compton to like fucking palm springs or something okay. yeah that's far now you're one of those la people who thinks that everybody knows like all the highways in la and people are just like well, i don't know what the like, fuck i don't you're know seattle and five to the 101 <laughs> to the five and then the, and, and people are just like well, nobody knows what the fuck you're talking about well seattle and tacoma right? how, how, how would we know that five it's at, at, at evening rush hour 
Sorry. Have you ever uh, have you ever had a friend though that used to? Do, I remember in high school, my friend Eric Kaufman used to do this all the time. Whenever we'd pull up to a gas station or just, I was sitting in the back seat. Kessler would be in the front seat with him. He would stop and he'd always pick up a hitchhiker, no matter how bad they smelled, no matter how insane and deranged they looked. He would just pick them up so they'd have to sit next to me in the back seat. No. You, you never had that happen to you? Dude, it was it was terrible. There's not a lot of hitchhikers in my hometown. I don't know. We would be in Detroit or we would be driving you know, somewhere and it was just like he would stop and do it because he thought it was really funny, even though it endangered all of our lives in the vehicle. Right. And But just because I'd Sounds have to... Sounds awful. Yeah, just because I'd have to sit next to some shit, feces-encrusted homeless man. You know, for a few blocks while we drove, while those guys were in the front seat laughing. Like yeah, that was, that no, was I, I used thing. to pick up hitchhikers. Just well, why stupid. would you pick up a hitchhiker? I don't know. To be down with the people. Who would you pick up? Like, how do you know they're not like some kind of escaped convict? You don't, but you're so young that you're trying to prove that you're you're cooler than than like the square people who worry about that kind of stuff. Were you wearing the same rapist glasses back then when you picked up the hitchhikers? No, my eyes were fine. <laughs> All right, well then, but I, I, but I remember like I they would to be worried. Be like, well, oh, I just want to just take me, and there'd be like two of them, right? Which is really stupid. Like, just take me over here to this neighborhood, and then you—that's kind of where you're going. And then you started to get close to where you're going, and they'd be like, "It's just a little bit over here, though." And then now you're, yeah, you're in the fucking hood. You're like, oh, God, I hope these guys think I'm cool and just leave me alone because they could totally just murder me right now and steal this car. Speaking of the setting of every horror movie. Right. It was the middle of the day. I wouldn't have done this at night. I don't know. I, I, don't know. I just – I mean the, these guys would just get the most insane, you know, looking eccentric homeless person just because they thought it was funny, which I just Ethnics? Found, I found gross. I mean you're, you're going to have them seated in the backseat, you know, in, in your car. Like they're going to sit down. Their feces and crusted ass is going to touch your upholstery of your backseat. That's fine with you. You're yeah, but in high that. school, I mean, look, think about the cars you had in high school. They were just disgusting. You know, he he had some kind of SUV. I don't remember what it was, but I used to drive this truck, and we'd have we'd we'd order a pizza, eat like whatever we could till we're too, super stuffed, throw the pizza on the you know like the floorboards, and then we would chew tobacco and spit it into the pizza in so your car. Dri- yeah, just driving around this truck with a fucking old ass pizza that's also covered in chew spit. And we just thought, like, this is cool. Did you ever have any hitchhikers try to eat a piece of that? And you're like, no, no, don't. Don't do it. <laughs> no. So that was, you know, you're right. That wasn't even a shit story. That 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 paled in comparison to the first shit story. This I thought at least he was going to get, like, a blowjob off this this junkie. Yeah, or something. Jesus. Come on, fish guy. You got some better <laughs> stories than that in you. Anyway, uh, thank you, uh, people, for sending that in. Uh, you, you know, the, the shit story, uh, I guess, award goes to the soldier there. People, send in your own shit stories. Call in your own shit stories. Uh, Sick and Wrong Podcast at Hotmail.com, 206-666-3846. Um, the, the iTunes, the iTunes. You should be listening to the show on the iTunes. I know we say this every week, but we mean it every week. Uh, you know, I looked on uh, was it on Thursday. You know, we were number eighty four, Wackerly. eighty four of the comedy podcasts. Wow, I know. 
It's an accomplishment. Pat yourself on the back for that. That I was, I, I saw that. It made my day. I looked. I'm gonna pat myself on the front later. <laughs> I looked like about eight hours later, and uh, we were like number 180. But for a time, we were number 84. It reminded me of when we first started doing Sick and Wrong, when we used to be in the top, I don't know, 50, top 20. <laughs> on Podcast Pickle or on iTunes? Dude, on, on iTunes, we used to be in the top 20. What was that other one we used to do? Podcast Alley. Oh, Podcast Alley. Yeah, we were on that one as well. Um, but anyway, thank you, people. Just go to iTunes, do a search for Sick and Wrong, subscribe to the show, uh, rate the show, comment. We appreciate it. It helps us out. Uh, Sick and Wrong Song of the Week. I picked this one out, Ackerley. This is, I'm going to end the show here with uh, my all-time favorite Halloween band, The Cramps. Oh, um, I thought you were going to say The Goblins. The Goblins. It's just called Goblin. Goblin. You're, you're, oh, yeah, Goblin. You know, I didn't even think about that. I should have played Goblin because Goblin's playing tonight. Hmm. Yeah, here. I heard they're doing an American tour. Yeah, but uh, tickets sold out immediately. So, you know, because uh, all, all the mantatites. It's not like there's going to be any hot chicks at the Goblin show. I bet you there's some hipsters at the Goblin show, but for the most part, no. I don't think any. I think it's all it's record like store employees. film record store yeah. dudes. And film buffs. They used to do all the Dario Argento film soundtracks. Well, isn't Dario Argento in the band? No, and he was just the director. But they did all the. I don't think so. Maybe hmm. I've, I've, I've never heard that. I think but, you uh, might be wrong, but I've I've been wrong before. I know he. I know about. Goblin did the soundtracks to a lot of his bands or a lot of his films. Right. But my favorite Halloween band of all time is the Cramps, who used to play every year in San Francisco and L.A. up until. Lux Interior's Unfortunate Death. I always was a big fan of that band. Did you ever see them? Yeah, like three or four times. I know, I miss that band. And and there's no way for you to be like, oh, we're going to have a Krampus reunion show because no one, there's no one who could replace Lux Interior. He's inimitable. There's no, you can't have somebody be like, I'm going to do Kramp songs. It just wouldn't work. I mean, you can do that with the Misfits, I suppose. Still doesn't work, in my opinion. But some people are like, all right, that's fine. But not with the Cramps. You have to have Lux Interior in the band. And being that he will never be here again, we are going to give us a sick and wrong tribute, a sick and wrong salute to uh, my favorite Halloween band, the Cramps. Here's a song called Mean Machine from the record Flame Job. Uh, People, have a safe and happy Halloween. And... uh, don't eat any candy that looks like it could have been covered in jizz. Like anything with or nougat. Or might have a razor blade inside of it. Well, like, you know, st- something that's like nougat, because nougat kind of looks like semen. Or an open yeah, packet. The nougat's usually on the inside. Yeah, but you know how, like, they have that, there's that one candy that's kind of coconut, pink, and brown. It's like a Brock's candy. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah. That totally could be jizzed on. You'd have no idea. What about, okay, an open packet of M&M's? No, don't do that. <laughs> because the jizz, but like a guy could have like touched his balls and then put his fingers in there. I'm assuming, though, that there's just a guy rubbing his balls on all the candy that I would get. Yeah, you know, the best advice is just to not eat candy from strangers. Even on Halloween, just go buy just your own, go bag. Buy your just own, go buy your own bag of candy. It's like two dollars. Actually, you know what? The best advice is, here's the best advice: just wait till November second, and then go to Walgreens or Rite Aid, and all the candy is going to be like seventy five percent off. 
Buy it then. That's such a Jew. <laughs> Happy Halloween. We'll be back next week. Bye.
he actually played the worst story that was completely trolly ever. No one actually passes out outside of a strip club. That just never happens. That's just dumb.